Sales Factory. I'm Coach Carol. Thanks for tuning in. You may have noticed that I've been gone for a couple weeks. Had a little uh, vacation getaway finishing my new book, The Hunter Head Game. But super excited to be back on, back in the studio, see a little change pace. We remodeled the office here at Easy Pro, so um, lots of big changes happening right now. But I'm super excited to cover with you today. Pretty cool topic. Uh, my team kind of got me a little bit here. They said, look, we want to know what's the biggest mistakes that you made and what did you learn from? Uh, which, you know, this takes something. I don't think you see a lot of people talking about this, in, especially in my space, because when you're talking about trying to be a coach and help people with personal development and sales and business, there's this tendency to want to seem like this guru, right? This know-all guy um, that has it all figured out. But the truth of the matter is um, nobody has it all the way figured out. You're always learning. Every time you get to the peak of the mountain that you're climbing, you realize that there's just another bigger mountain later on down the road. So uh, I've got three Three things to cover with you today. If you're watching on Facebook right now, catching this live, make sure to give me a thumbs up, post the reaction there. Uh, make sure to hit that share button. Hey, what's up, Samir? Uh, I know we've got people, man, it's crazy how fast this thing is growing. I got people messaging me from Dubai. Shout out to Dubai. If you're from Dubai, throw a little comment. Uh, got people from India. We've got people from South America. We got people from Asia, like just all over the place. And then obviously right here in the States as well. But uh, I'm Coach. I come to you every Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, aside from when I take the occasional vacation. And uh, you may be listening to this on the podcast or catching it on YouTube. Uh, my man Andy changes this up. What's up, Justin Cook's in the building. Hey, if if you're catching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. I know a lot of you haven't subscribed. And if you're watching this, I don't, I don't care where you're at right now. You need to go get subscribed on the YouTube channel. There is so much content there. Oftentimes, when people ask me a message, I just go to my YouTube channel, search out the topic, and then just share the video to them because um, I've talked about it before. I've been doing this for since, since 2014. I've been doing coaching, so it's been, been a, a fun little ride, but uh, I'll hop right in this short one today. What are my biggest mistakes as an entrepreneur, and then what have I done to change that or what lesson did I learn? And I kind of did some reverse engineering, right? I went to my team and I'm like, hey, these are my show topics for today. What do you guys think I've done bad as an entrepreneur? Like what's something I could improve on? And unanimously, <laughs> the, dec the decision was quickly made that it's trying to control every aspect of the business. And I think this hurts a lot of entrepreneurs and especially me because I'm I'm so right brained I'm so logical um, that the downside of that is that I'm always trying to increase efficiency always trying to increase efficiency that's not a bad thing you just have to understand that sometimes the way that your systems are right now is perfectly fine and it's perfectly operational and that your business will run and operate and maintain speed momentum the way that it's built. The takeaway is you create systems so that you can increase efficiency, right? So my, my biggest challenge is, and I love this, it's like going to be a whole show just like telling you how shitty I've done. Uh, my biggest challenge is like I'll see someone doing something. I'm like, hey, hey, no, 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 do it, do it this way. And, and because we have so many systems in place now, I'm actually starting to get busted by my team. And they're like, well, wait a minute, bro. Like, you said in the system, this is how it's supposed to be done. And I'm like, 
you're right. You're right. You got me. So be careful on that. If if you if you're to the point where you're starting to scale your business and you're starting to bring on employees, your job as an entrepreneur is to create the system, implement the system, and then let your team operate the system. Okay. So create it, implement it, let them operate it. You really should not be working in your business. If if I could do it all over again, like and this is this is my biggest challenge too, because I'm a sales guy, right? So I'm the I'm the last guy that I'm gonna replace. Whatever your strong talent is, that should be the last last thing that you replace. And and if you've watched my content for a while, and maybe you're brand new, so I'll tell you now, but if you're gonna try to be an entrepreneur, but you don't have the ability to sell and build systems, you're going to struggle. That is philosophically your job in the company is to sell and build systems because you'll sell better than anyone else because it's you, your ass is on the line. Ultimately the buck stops with you. Don't try to control everything, build systems, implement them. That was a tough one, man. When they told me that, like you just gotta, you gotta stop controlling every aspect of business. Number two, I didn't think big enough. I wasn't thinking big enough early on. I took the I took the risk, but then I didn't think that my reward was going to be big enough to the proportionate amount of risk that I took. And so what this did, the challenge with this is that it limits you on your on your ability to perform. Because if your goal is $100,000 in revenue, $200,000 in revenue, whatever it may be, the challenge with that is you'll get to that 150, 175, 185, 190, and, and you'll start like tapping out on the needle because you're, you're getting close. The likelihood that you're just going to surpass 200,000 and go straight to a million is slim to none. The, the, the limiting your performance like that is going to keep you uh, at a longer timeline. So here's what I recommend you do, action step that I wrote down. Write down goals that are so big that they're hard for you to believe. And then do things that bring them to life. Visualization activities, right? If you want a huge office, you need to sit down, you need to visualize that office. And I know it sounds crazy. Like I, I remember when I was 22, 23. And, uh, I remember I had a mentor that told me, Hey, look, man, read this book about visualizations. And I was like, this, this fucking guy's off his rocker. Like there's no way that I'm just going to close my eyes and visualize this shit. Right now here's the difference with that visualization without action is delusion. Okay. So you can't just simply visualize and expect it to magic genie come to life. No, you have to visualize it so that you, your conscious mind gets so sold so on that, your, your visualization on your, on your conscious mind, that then your, your unconscious mind is forced to accept it as truth. We've talked about this before. The conscious mind and the unconscious mind. This is something I learned from Napoleon Hill. The unconscious mind doesn't know right from wrong, left from right, up from down, light from dark. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't have any prejudice one way or another, right? The the unconscious mind only knows and believes and understands what the conscious mind tells it to. So why if you see people that are like 
just negative all the time, right? They're always walking around. They're always down on their dump, like down, down on their day. And they just seem like, oh, man, nothing can come my way. I call it the Eeyore effect, right? You remember Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh? Uh, Eeyore would just like, oh, man, it's another day. Just I'm just trying to get by. If you have that consciously, and like you're telling yourself that over and over and over and over and over every day, it's what's going to become reality. Mental manifestation is real. I'm telling you people this. You got to listen to me, man. That's like one of the biggest points that I have to get through is like mental manifestation is real. Whatever you believe in your mind, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You project it out into the world, and that's the life that you live. So take time in the mornings to visualize exactly how you want your day to be. And it doesn't have to be that way now. It just has to eventually get there, right? Have patience. I think I said this on my last one. You can't just put a seed in the ground, come back a month later, and then expect to be a stalk of corn ready for harvest. No, things take time. It takes a little while to germinate. Sometimes you need to give your goals or your activities or your, your plans more time to germinate. And I get it. That's hard when you're broke. That's hard when you're running out of money. That's hard when you've got eviction notices or when your car gets repoed. That's life, though, and that's life challenging you and asking you how bad do you really want it. And you might think to yourself, damn, man, all this shit that I'm going through right now, maybe it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. Maybe there's a lesson that life's trying to teach you right now because of the things that you're going through. And, and you know, the funny part about it is like, I talk about addiction notices and all that kind of stuff, but – I don't care where you climb on the ladder of success. I don't matter. I don't care how great you are, how much money. Listen, Tony Robbins has got a multinational billion-dollar corporation. I promise you, life is teaching that motherfucker lessons right now. Promise you. You can call Tony Robbins. You got his phone number. <laughs> Probably don't have his phone number, but you get the point. It doesn't matter. Warren Buffett's still learning lessons, man. The market's still beating his ass every once in a while. He's like, oh, okay. He's got it pretty close figured out, but you have to understand that life is going to teach lessons along the way and that if you'll set goals bigger than what you believe is possible, you'll expand your potential. I, I truly believe the mass majority of the population dies without ever even scratching the surface of what their potential is. Truly believe it. We're amazing. Human beings are amazing, man. I don't think we get enough credit. And it's because we get so polarized, right? It's it because it's, it's the white versus the black. It's the north versus the south. It's the east versus the west. It's the Republican versus the Democrats. It's the red team versus the blue team. Listen, unless you're sitting on millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, I'll tell you a little secret right now. Coming from a guy that actually ran for office once, ain't none of us got enough money to be a Republican or a Democrat. You take that for what it's worth. Number three, had a mentor tell me for probably four or five years, and I finally listened to the guy. Um, but you have to have an excellent legal and financial team, okay? When it comes to running a business, you need to have a CPA and a and a legal uh, and a, a lawyer or uh, what attorney, whatever you want to call them. You have to have two people in your corner, and you have to give those people. 
right? I'm, I'm telling you this because it's cost me a lot of money. You cannot listen to me, and you can spend your money and pay to learn the lesson too. Oh, Coach Carroll over here is just trying to shave some years off and keep a couple extra dollars in your bank account. You can go through <laughs> tens of hundreds of millions of dollars or you can heed this warning as soon as you can afford it go put a a, a cpa on retainer that needs to be your very first person okay because you're you're going to get in trouble with the government before you probably get in legal trouble right by the time you like if you don't have a lot of stuff you don't have a lot of money nobody's ever really going to get anything out of you if they sue you right so i i would Air on the side of caution, like get Uncle Sam taken care of first. Get you a good CPA. And listen, this is the important part. Find you somebody that you can sit across the table from and kick it for an hour, and it doesn't feel like that. I was just, I just met with my CPA last Friday, pretty excited. Um, I talked to him a little bit, you know, obviously after taxes and shit like that, but uh, I talked to him. We're going to put a course out this coming year about small business taxes and like this financial advice for small businesses. He, uh, he, he told me that he, he's really excited about that and, and it's um, super pumped to bring it to you guys. But you have to understand that a CPA will teach you how to allocate your funds. They'll teach you a lot of lessons. Uh, it was funny because we were talking about my two LLCs I have. Um, one is as taxes and S Corp. And then Carol Media, since it's so new, it's still uh, taxed as a Schedule C sole proprietorship. Um, and I said, you know, hey, what about the new tax reform, man? Should I just go to a C Corp? He was like, nah, man, you know, told me a bunch of stuff with that. And he was like, but we need to look at probably this one that's being this LLC that's being taxed as an individual moving it over to an S corp. And I said, well, that's because like 30,000 in net profit and that flips you over, right? Self-employment tax. He looked at me. Yeah. I was like, I've learned a lot from you, homie. Like that, that is why those people are there. That's why you pay them. You need to go learn from those types of people. Get you a good CPA that can give you good sound advice. Give them the permission to tell you Hey, what's up, Nathan? Uh, to tell you, give them the permission to tell you, hey, don't fucking do that. That's stupid. Don't spend the money there. Don't allocate funds that way. Don't write expenses off like that. Because if they can tell you that, then you're going to be in a lot better shape. Trust me. Um, you're going to be able to. Uh, let me. Uh, <laughs> this is not legal or tax advice. I got to put that caveat in there, right? Just take my advice. Go get you a CPA if you don't have one. That should be your first purchase uh, inside of your business. It's an investment. It's not an expense. Number two is a lawyer or legal counsel of some type. This is the person that should run your contracts, that should do a lot. And, and what you're going to figure out is that business costs money, right? Just to be in business, to play this game, there is no playing for free, Um yeah, so Nathan, uh, I'm going to bring up Nathan's comment here so you guys can see it. So Nathan says, me and my business partner are going through this right now. Um, elaborate on that for me a little bit, Nathan, while you're watching, man. Uh, this is the cool thing about this. It's a live show. You guys can comment. If you've got questions, draw them in. Uh, Nathan, if you want to expand on that a little bit, I can try to help you out. But having that CPA, uh, let's see. He says, uh, spend more time in front of customers. Okay. Oh, look, here's Tori hopping in. Uh, 
Don't wait until it's an emergency to hire them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you, you're going to have, listen, legal troubles, tax troubles, um, and I can say this, I'm not afraid of the government, I'm not afraid of the IRS. They fucked up and audited me when I was like 23 before I ever really had any money, and I got to see how big of a joke it was. Um, but you have to understand that the IRS, other businesses, they're always on the lookout, right? They're always looking out for the sucker. Having a CPA in your corner and having legal counsel in your corner, they're going to make sure you stay sucker. <laughs> My good friend Richard Pop passed away uh, about a, a week, uh, two weeks ago, and he used to always say this. He says, you got to stay sucker free in the land of lollipops. And that's exactly how the business world works. Um, you got to have those those attorneys on your side. You got to have those CPAs on your side. One of my biggest mistakes was not hiring those people sooner and hiring one that was terrible, right? Like I was paying the guy because he was cheap. He's like 200 bucks, 300 bucks a year. And I was like, shit, I'm getting over deal, right? Oh, this is not a place in your business that you want to skim and spend a small amount of money. Make sure you got a relationship. My first CPA was this. Hey, DJ, how you been? Been busy? Cool. Uh, everything looks good here, buddy. All right, get back to work. Uh, that was pretty much the uh, pretty much the conversation. Uh, it's 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 a mess. All right, let's see here. Nathan says we are trying to figure out bookkeeping on our own. We are struggling with our first tax season. We're trying to find out how to delegate this in order to focus on sales. Yes, man, that's it. Sales cures all. That's why this is called the sales factory, not the admin factory or the HR factory or the operations factory. Johan, what's happening? Thanks for popping in. The, the ability for you to sell, if you can sell more, you can create more money. And then listen, in business, Problems will go away if you just throw cash at them. Like, that's not a good way to run your company, but I promise you that's exactly how it works. If you'll throw cash problems, it'll make them go away. Cash is like a fire extinguisher, right? It's cool. Throw some cash at it, and it'll, it'll solve the problem. So, Nathan, to help answer your question, trying to figure out bookkeeping on your own. Chart of accounts. A lot of people don't know about chart of accounts. Having a set of chart of accounts. Funny story. I went to college for three semesters. When I dropped out, I was in the middle of bookkeeping, uh, or not bookkeeping, uh, accounting 102 or 201, and history of rock and roll. I said to myself, I can't do this anymore. I can't do credits and debits, and I can't listen to this guy go on and on about how great the Beatles are, how terrible the Rolling Stones are. Rolling Stones make really good music. Um, so so I, I dropped out, and then I sent my – Professor, true story. Where there's full video on it on the stories on my YouTube channel. Um, I sent my professor an email and I said, "Hey, um, I'm trying to set up QuickBooks. There's this thing in here called a chart of accounts. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, so, will you come do this while I go wash a house?" She was like, "You're being serious, right?" I'm like, yeah, I'm being serious. Cost me three hundred bucks. I go wash a house for three twenty-seven. She does my books. I watch a house. She makes three hundred. I make twenty-seven, and I'm solved. It's gone. Ta-da! I got a chart of accounts. You gotta understand. Like back to number one, where I said trying to control every aspect of the business. Delegation is important. Knowing when that like it's not your superpower, right? Like administrative stuff is not a superpower. It makes me want to burn the place to the ground. Not, not that I would do that, but. I have to understand that if you can work in your superpower, then then that's 
where you need to be at. My strong suit is sales and marketing, right? My brother, my partner in Carol Media, like he's basically our COO, chief operating officer, because the guy is so oriented and task oriented and delegated. Like, like I kind of picked on him one time. He had some like a row of uh, uh, thumbtacks like on a desk. Like I made him into a smiley face. Like because we, but we work really well together because they're like complete opposites. But that's sometimes what you need in the business. But Nathan, back to your question: If this is your guys' first tax season allocating uh, your taxes properly. I'm going to give you guys a resource. Let me put this up on the screen real quick. Let's see. Upwork.com. Upwork.com. You can go on to Upwork.com. You can create an account. We have a part-time bookkeeper uh, that, and you can't have my guy, but we have a part-time bookkeeper. It's like 20 bucks an hour. We use QuickBooks Online. He puts in all of our information. He He does all of the books accounting, all of that crap that I don't want to deal with and my office doesn't need to deal with. All of that stuff, you can hire that out for 20 bucks an hour while you go make $120 an hour. And it's called buying back your time. It's trading dollars for time, right? That's why that, that saying that time is money is 110% incorrect, okay? Time is not money. Money is money and time is time. If you have money, then you can invest it to buy back your time. Time is a finite resource. However, money is an infinite resource. There's always more money. There's like there's never a scarcity. We never have a down economy. Money doesn't disappear. It just changes. It goes from people that are stupid to people that are smart, right? Like when we had the dot-com bubble, like people that were in the internet business, like money flowed to them and then they started being stupid. So it flowed away from them. You can spend your money to buy back your time so that you can make more money and then buy back more time and make more money and buy back more time. That's how businesses operate. Ultimately, unless you're trading products, uh, like I specialize in service businesses, that's all you're doing. You're trading time for dollars. You just have to make sure that your time of business is the most profitable part of business. And nine times out of 10, that's going to be in sales. So Nathan, what I would recommend to you, find a CPA that you can kick it with. It's local, guys, cool. You get along with him. Maybe it's a girl. Uh, you get along with them. They're, they're understanding. I pay my guy like 1800 bucks a year. We meet maybe four times once a quarter, kind of look at my books. He kind of gives me some ideas on, on what to look at. But ultimately, your job is to go out and sell more. Here's what happens. You come into the office. And you got in your mind, all right, I'm going to do cold calls all day today. All day today, I'm going to do cold calls. Something happens, breaks your focus. Then what happens? Now you're like in disarray, and now every little thing that pops up, you become reactive. You're in reaction mode. You're over here, and now something happens over here. Now you're reacting over here, and now you're reacting over here, and now you're reacting over here. And now you're no longer focused on the task that you had set out for the day, right? You need to lock yourself in. That's why most of the time I do sales calls from my house because no one can interrupt me, right? I'm like, I'm completely isolated from interruptions. That allows me to be 100% focused. Now, if I'm not disciplined enough uh, to stay on task and I break my own focus, then that's my own damn fault. And I've got to be held accountable for that. Um, but Good, good stuff, Nathan. Hopefully that helps helps you out. Let me know. Drop another comment in if, if that kind of helps. Find that CPA. Get your books in order. Uh, use QuickBooks Online. I highly recommend that. And um, and then hire a part-time bookkeeper if you need them. Um, 
consultation with local CPA. Absolutely perfect, man. Awesome, guys. All right, so fine CPAs, lawyers. Last thing I got to remind you about is Tactical Grind. I'm going to put a little link up here for you guys to go to after the show is over. CoachCarroll.com slash grind. Uh, this is my new project that we just dropped, similar to um, – you know, an album for a musician. Uh, I've been thinking and looking at the, you know, the music industry for a while because as being a public speaker, I'm like, what am I missing? I got merch, I got swag, right? We got Hustle, It's Worth It t-shirts. We got water bottles. We got all this kind of stuff. But what am I missing? And I was missing albums, right? We have courses, concerts, right? Same thing, you pay tickets, you can see it. You go buy Self-Excellence University for 897 and you get a 12-week course. But I was missing the albums, and you know me, I'm always about providing value. So I put together a 10-video series at coachcarol.com slash grind, and uh, it's the tactical grind. It's the 10 things that I think you need to know to increase your entrepreneurial performance. Uh, we talk about things like speed and focus and hustle and execution and momentum and fortune and fame and, and, and a whole a whole bunch of stuff. But just go check it out, coachgirl.com. You get a free account. You can sign up, um, partner with Sales Excellence University. They footed the bill on this, did a collaboration with them. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. We've already got, uh, I think we've had several people already signed up for it. But if you haven't checked that out yet, go to coachgirl.com slash grind and check that out and then lastly um oh, oh wait a minute there we go almost almost exited out of the broadcast uh right here doop, doop. there right there um those are all my social media links so uh, you can go to any of these social media platforms uh coach carol uh hashtag coach carol on any of these social media platforms instagram facebook snapchat twitter youtube linkedin Type in hashtag Coach Carol. It'll pull up my profile. Link up with me there. Like, share, comment, whatever it may be. Subscribe. Um, I, I just I really want to make sure that you're maximizing out on my content because I promise you there are things in here that you will learn by following me that will help you shave years, years off of this journey of being an entrepreneur. Um, I've done it. I'm in my 11th year of doing this. I quit uh, college. Um, and for those of you who don't know, like I was, like, they told me I had a learning problem in second grade. Like I was arrested twice by the time I was 23. You know, started my first business. Grew up, only had $300. Had three part-time jobs. Turned down several football scholarships, and then all of a sudden, boom, grew three million in revenue and was a millionaire by the age of 27. So, um, and you see this, like I'm, I'm not in some fancy office. Our office is like 900 square feet, 1500 with the with the shop in the back. I don't need the Lambos or the Ferraris or anything like that to prove anything to you. There's a lot of people out there that give shitty information. Um, I just try to come to you guys on Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here in Sales Factory, and deliver some fire that you can use to help grow your business and implement. So thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you guys go check out CoachCarroll.com slash grind. Again, if you're listening on the podcast, hop over to YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now or guys on Facebook watching this live, hop over to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. It would mean a lot to me. Hope you guys are doing well. Have a fantastic week. See you.